Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Uh, I'm just here with Lockie again today. How you doing, Lockie? Yeah, good, mate. We're making a habit of this. <laughs> yeah, look, who needs Burmo anymore? Uh, I think it should just be us two, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Tom, when you listen to this, you're out. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm going to be nice taking the host cut. That's like 90% of the, the uh, revenue coming into this pod, right? Yeah, so I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, how'd you go uh, last round? I guess we didn't touch on that in the last pod. Um, yeah, mate, didn't have a didn't have the worst round. Um, I was I was just shy of nine hundred, which um, look, I was kind of content with. I played a man down um, as well, so yeah, look, ended up gaining a couple of thousand spots. So I was pretty happy with that, that about that. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I yeah, I ended up scoring around that nine hundred mark as well, and I gained a couple hundred spots. So uh, that was good to see, considering I lost a few places um, through that buy round. So yeah, it's always good when you don't score well and you still gain places. It means you're on track, which is nice. It was looking very grim until Avarilla had a blinder. So um, oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> God, I he saved me, saved hence, me. Um, hence our love for that man. <laughs> <laughs> God, thank God he scored that. Um, anyway, let's get. Uh, Straight into it uh, this weekend uh, for the round 15 games. We have the Broncos and the Rabbitohs on Thursday night. Uh, so for the Broncos, we have Tessie New starting at fullback and Her- Herbie Farnworth moving into the centres. Um, Carmichael Hunt and uh, sorry Tyson Gamble will be um, partnering Carmichael Hunt in the halves with Albert Kelly still out. Uh, we have uh, same olds in the back row and in the front row with uh, Lodge, Haas and Turpin in the front there and uh, Glenn, TPJ and Flegler rounding out the second row and lock positions. Uh, not too many changes there for the Broncos. For the Rabbitohs, we have their Origin Stars back. We have Latrell, who did play last week at fullback, but hopefully he'll be in full flight this week. Uh, Campbell Graham at centres. We have Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds in the halves. And obviously, Damian Cook, Jai Arrow, and Cam Murray coming back from their origin duties in hooker, second row, and lock positions, uh, pushing Jacob Host to the bench. And uh, Benji Marshall completely out of the squad as well with Braden Burns as that utility player in the number 14 jersey. Mm. Uh, so, how do you see it? Yeah, Dan Gagai was the other, um, other addition for oh, yes, of course. Um, Southside as well. But look, I kind of want to talk about this Broncos team just because I feel that there's a lot of traps here. Um, you know, testing you, I didn't actually think. No, he played terrible. Um, didn't really look. It wasn't the best fullback, but I don't think he's a pickup again for those. Um, if anyone's looking at picking him back up, um, um, Carmichael Hunt. I think for all those who jumped the gun, him, um, <laughs> yeah, copped. Uh, you know, has a bit, bit eye opening as well. A fourteen, so it's very grim for his uh, fantasy prospects, and think that he's a big old trap. And especially if, um, I think Albert Kelly's meant to come back next week or the week after. So, um. I dare say that he's going to slot right back in and uh, into this halves pairing with Tyson Gamble because Tyson Gamble looked much better than Carmichael Hunt. Um, look, other than that, um, yeah, a lot of tackling, I think, for these um, for these Broncos forwards against, um, look, a pretty red-hot Bunnies team. So um, hopefully Payne Haas can have a little bit more of an impact. Maybe, um, you know, he'll rack up more tackles than usual, I guess, with his big minutes. But hopefully he can break a few and um, boost his fantasy scores for all those who've um, who've hedged their bets on him, i.e. Tom. Um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, look, it's pretty much the same old for this Broncos squad, I reckon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nothing much really changing there. Yep. I think Tessie New used to be, like last year when he came into the squad at fullback, he was quite good and he was very... Um, athletic, breaking a lot of tackles, making a lot of run meters. But um, this year, year, moving into last year, end of last year, I'm pretty sure he did. He played like uh-huh. one or two games towards the back end. 
Um, oh, I did not remember that. I only remember him coming in like the start of this year playing centers. Yeah, and then the start of this year he was at push to center. So that's um, I guess he's just not. I, he didn't look terrible, but yeah, that I don't think it clicked for the Broncos really um in that no. game. So um, unfortunate for them. But uh, the Rabbitohs here are yeah, like you said, they're looking red hot uh, with all their Origin stars back, and I can see them putting on you know 50 points in this game pretty comfortably, even if it, even if the game's at Suncorp. So um, you know, the likes of uh, Cam Murray around the middle and. Jai Arrow moving to an edge is a very interesting one. Um, hasn't played much second row, I don't think, Jai Arrow. He's always been a middle forward. So uh, very interesting to see kind of how that goes. I remember he used to have that um, when he was at the Titans, um, if Burmo, you know, remembered that. Um, he played a little bit of that um, edge middle kind of player. So he would like start in the middle, then move to an edge and then come back to the middle for the end of the game and played 80 minutes kind of like that every now and then. So I'd be interested to see how he goes um, if he plays 80 on an edge or if he, you know, switches with Cam Murray halfway through the game or how his rotation works. Um, but outside of that, I don't see many, you know, many scores changing here for the Rabbitohs. Latrell's probably going to put on, um, you know, a 60-point game most likely. Adam Reynolds will do a lot of the kicking. And, yeah, I could see um, a few of these forwards making, you know, 120, 150 metres through the middle. Yeah, I agree. And potentially a big one for... Um, you know, the likes of Campbell Graham, Dan Gagai, Alex Johnson with some of these inexperienced um, oh, absolutely. outside backs. So I dare say it'll be a big one. I think Dan Gagai and Alex Johnson are going to be on Jesse Arthur's and so on Cobbo's edge as well. So that's going to be big old danger. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mitchell, so, um, Johnson, Johnston and Gagai, they're going to be in bulk points this week, surely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be huge. Um, and they're going to target that. So poor old Tano Mill. Mill might have some cold hands out there on the wing, I think. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, otherwise, I think that's about it for this um, for this game. I think it's going to be uh, south by a lot. Yeah, sort of, sort of game. very fair. Um, let's move to another game that um, might be hopefully a little bit closer. Um, the early Friday night game sees the Cowboys take on the Sharks uh, at Townsville. Uh, for the Sharks, we have Valentine Holmes back at fullback. Kyle Felt back from uh, suspension on the wing. Um, but, but, uh, Cohen Hess moves to the front row, which sees Tom Gilbert move back to the bench. Um, that's I think Mitch Dunn as well is back in the squad. Uh, so, oh yeah, yeah, Mitch. Oh, Shane Wright was already there, so Mitch yeah. Dunn back onto the edge there, and that pretty much rounds out their team. Uh, for the Sharks, uh, no changes. Oh, uh, Wade Graham out, and CSC Vitalikai takes the edge spot. So not too many changes with any Origin stars there for the Sharks. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Who do you want to go through? Oh, I'm going to talk about, you know, I know you want to talk about some particular players from the Sharks, so I might talk about the Thank Cowboys you. then. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, again, kind of much for muchness, kind of hate seeing Tom Gilbert go back to the bench. He played 77 Talking minutes. Him up. Um, 77 minutes last week and only scored like a 37, so that was very yeah. disappointing from my end. I was watching that game and just waiting for him to go off the field, but he did not. So, um yeah, no, that's um, that's kind of good, I guess. You know, hopefully he can come in as an impact player and just rely less on, you know, just making bulk tackles um, and, you know, doing what he was doing before, which uh, I think he was, he was doing better fantasy-wise if he played just his shorter, you know, 50-minute stint. I think he's getting around the 40s. So if he did pick him up, I don't think he's heavily fantasy-owned, but, yeah, look, maybe not as fantasy-relevant as I'd have hoped, but, you know, wait and see, I guess. Um, Val had a tough old week. <laughs> last week so hopefully if the cows can actually put some points on the board he can have his hand in a few tries try assists whatever against the sharks here who um yeah might mightn't be able to handle them as well as um 
what Manly did last week. Um, otherwise, yeah, hopefully um, Scotty Drinkwater has a big one as well. I'm kind of keen to see him in full flight, um, have a cracking game. Him v um, Matt Moylan will be interesting as well. Um, yeah, Drinkwater's generally. I mean, he he's a good player to have as a winger fullback because he just because he plays in halves and he gets a lot of those yeah. um, kick meters and stuff like his scores in the last couple of weeks have been very good I think he's had um, a couple of 50 plus scores and then a 60 plus in there as well but it, uh, obviously that was a bit um, you know a lot of attacking stats in that he had a double as well I think it was against the Roosters a few weeks back but um, he he has some games where he has absolute blinders and then he has other games where he's just very quiet so um, I mean, he's a decent winger fullback pod. I think he averages, let's check, his average is 40. He's in the 40s. Yeah, yeah, not terrible. But um, obviously, if you've you've had him, you'd be pretty happy with, you know, that kind of an average compared to having someone like, you know, a Simonson, obviously better now, but um, like a Simonson or a, even a Saab towards the start of the year, you know, those wingers that didn't really do much. So he's not a terrible, terrible option, a bit more consistent than those the kind thing of is, players. The thing is with, um, you know, Scotty Drinkwater as a winger fullback is the caliber of winger fullbacks this year is unreal. So, yeah. you know, most most teams at least have a Reese Walsh, um, a Turbo, because they were so cheap um, when they came into teams. And then every other team has got, you know, a, a Papi or a Latrell or a Tedesco or someone to round out um, their winger fullback. So it's hard to bring in that extra man. So he's going to have to kind of pick up his scoring for him to be a little more fantasy relevant, I think. Um, unfortunate for Scotty Drinkwater, but. You know, I think he's shown his relevance in um in draft leagues this year more so, because um, you could snag him reasonably late in your actual draft, and um, yeah, he's very handy, truly, um, especially with all the injuries and, and stuff that have come about. So, you know, in our sixteen man draft that we're in at the moment, he'd be very valuable um, as oh, a half winger fullbacks because our RFAs are grim, especially yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it'd be very handy to play to have, but otherwise, um. Hoping for a big one for Lolo. Get some get some early ball into him and let him run because I reckon he could, you know, <laughs> run wild here. Yeah, he needs uh, he needs a, a few more minutes, I think, on the park to actually improve his fantasy score. He's been struggling a bit to get those minutes, but generally when he gets 60-plus minutes, um, and I say generally, he will get a 50-plus score. But um, the love of God, put him on an edge and let him run at Matt Moylan all day. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be an impact. It'll be tries oh. for fun. <laughs> <laughs> like TPJ over Sam Walker, that is. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's about it for the cows, I think. Not much more I can add to that. Yeah, uh, fair enough. And surprisingly, the Sharks probably have more talking points than the Cows um, fantasy-wise, which for the first 14 rounds of the competition really hasn't been the case <laughs> for them. Um uh, Sean Johnson is my biggest talking point here. Of course, Matt Moylan has been, you know, getting in the points recently um, with just a lot of attacking stats. But Sean Johnson is the probably most interesting one back in the Sharks team and doing all the kicking. Um, came away with a very handy 71 last round. His break even will be in the low 30s, I think, this round. Um, of course, he had a try and a field goal, but you take those away and he's still got 600 kick meters to his name, which is 30 points straight up. And that's good base stats to have as a half. Um, and even before those 600 kick meters, in the last two weeks, he's had both um, in both those weeks 400 plus kick meters. So, um, with base stats like that, he yeah he's going to be scoring close to 50, if not 50 plus, every week, depending on obviously how well the Sharks play. Uh, this week, uh, they're against the Cowboys might be pretty good for him. I'm sure he'll get a lot of kick meters and probably get a few try assists and you know hopefully a try in there. So. Um, 
it's just against like the more difficult teams. I think for the Sharks, it's going to you know hurt his scoring. But considering the Sharks play the round seventeen by, he is a uh, very good player to be picking up uh, through this Origin period and hopefully a keeper for the season. Uh, how do you see him? Yeah, look, I agree. I, yeah, he's a bit of a cut price keeper. I think he's so cheap at what six hundred and I think he's gone to six hundred and twenty k, six nineteen ish. Um, SJ. So yeah, look. Um, you know, I said a few weeks ago that I was wanting him to string a few 50-plus scores together for him to, you know, be someone that I'll pick up. And, um, yeah, look, he's strung two of them together. Um, he's probably not going to be a buy for me this week just because um, I've got other people in mind that I want to pick up. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I don't think he's going to make cash ridiculously quickly um, where that you need to get him in right now. But I think he's going to be an absolute weapon and um, someone that will be very handy come this next buy around. Um, one of those guns to, to aim for, I think. So, And you can comfortably hold on your bench for the run home. So, yeah, I like that pick up a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And probably another one from this Sharks team that would be good to talk about is Talakai with uh, Wade Graham out again with his, I think, third head knock concussion um, of the year. Uh, how do you see... Uh, his chances on an edge there probably playing close to 80 um, this week as well. Well, the issue there is his minutes, right? So, I mean, if he plays 80, um, the thing is he kind of goes big or he, he goes really big or he just is really underwhelming. So if he breaks tackles, he's scoring 60s. Um, a lot of early balls, same with him in the core, but you know, he scores a lot of crash over tries, if, especially if he's um, lining up against someone like Tom Deed and even Scotty Drinkwater. Neither of them are big, big fellas. So, um, can score a crash over try, um, but can miss a tackle. Um, known for the lazy stick one hand out, he'll get a fingertip on them and bang, he lose two points straight off the bat. And he can string a few of them together. So, um, yeah, I guess the only other option for them is, you know, Aaron, uh, Aiden Tolman can play, has been playing big minutes. So I kind of think that, you know, Aiden Tolman will play huge minutes. Toby Ruoff can play big minutes, so can Aaron Wood. So I think that Talakai doesn't play 80, if I'm honest. Um, so, you know, he is looking at a, a lower ceiling than what um, what he could be at and probably is a little bit of a trap, in my opinion. I don't know. He's a bit risky for me. I, I don't like it. Yeah, it kind of depends what happens with Wade Graham because Talakai in the past has been a, a pretty good impact player on an edge there for the Sharks. I think he was he strung a few 50s together last year, um, Talakai, before he left the team injured. Um, but if he can get 80 minutes on an edge there, I mean, this week will be pretty telling. He's only 380k, but his price has been dropping. So I'm assume, assuming his break even is still quite high, even with the price he's at this week. Uh, if he can get like a 50, 50 odd score, he might be a pretty good cheapy to a cheapy, if not cash cow type option to go for, um, plays the round 17 buy as well, just to see, just to keep until like Wade Graham comes back. Cause we have no idea. You know, three three HIAs. Who who knows how long he'll be out? If it's anything to go by, the Roosters or anything to go by. You know, holding Boyd Cordner back. Obviously, he retired, but um, you you should be taking care of those players that have head knocks. So it he could be out for a long while. And Talakai, if he gets a few good scores, could be a, a decent um cash cow kind of pod uh, option for an edge. I reckon. Yeah, well, they're not going to rush Wade Graham back anytime soon, considering how you know the whole the stigma around um, head knocks has been in the NRL with um, you know Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend both unfortunately retiring this year. Um, yeah, and Wade Graham again, look, rushing back one head knock and he's in the same boat, honestly, um, which no one wants to see. Um, he's been a weapon in this game, and that's the last thing that um, that the NRL need is another. Um, medical retirement due to head knocks. So um, yeah, I think that he could be out for, he'll be out for at least, I think they said at least a month um, for the moment, 
but I think that it'll be longer. I think it'll be more like six to eight weeks, in my opinion. You know, no medical knowledge whatsoever, but I think I'll take <laughs> that time just to, to let everyone know that. But yeah. Yeah, I guess how it, it depends how the Sharks go over the next couple of weeks might dictate how long he's out. I mean, if they string a couple of wins together, the Sharks, um, they might, you know, get him back in the team, try to make the eight kind of thing. But, um, you know, if they have a few losses and they're not looking too crash hot, might be a might be one where you're just like, okay, let's, let's let him go for the rest of the season or later in the year and just make sure he's right before we send him back out on the park. Mm, I agree. Excellent. Any more talking points from the Cows or the Sharks? I think we've basically um... covered it. Look, I don't. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it. You might have, but um, the only other play that I guess, if you were to be aiming, looking towards the round seven in buy round, which look, I am, and you can you're gonna be able to tell just by how I'm looking at this team is um, uh, Jesse Ramian. Um, you know, we've talked about him being a pod center um and potential keeper, and the way he's been scoring as of late, um, he's strung together a lot of good scores, uh, and he's been in good touch this year. So he'd be someone else that you could potentially aim for. I think. Um, for that next buy round, if you can, if you can bring him in, um, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think he got a forty odd score. You yeah, know, not too many 40, attacking. Forty one, I think. Um, yeah. And look, if you're further down the ranking, so for me in particular, if you're sitting sort of around the you know five to ten thousand, um, I think that round seventeen buy round, if you can um, smash your trades, get something together like a. 13 people playing, you could jump a couple of thousand spots here very quickly just by scoring a, a 750, 800 um, in one week. As long as you bring in people who can be potential keepers and you don't have to trade in and out in a couple of weeks. Um, I think that this is sort of a, the week to look at, um, you know, getting your team a little bit different from everyone else's. So I like that as a pickup. Yeah, absolutely. And I've just looked at his stats in his 80-minute performances. He hasn't scored less than a 41, which is what he scored against the Panthers. So yeah. um, that's a pretty pretty low um, floor for a player that's, you know, um, hasn't got a ton of tries, but does get a ton of uh, tackle busts, which is good to see. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the late game on the Friday, which sees the Panthers take on the Roosters. Uh, Panthers back at full strength, bar. Bill Kickow, he is out of this game. Um, we have Dylan Edwards at fullback. We see Matt Burton move back to the centres to partner Stephen Crichton and Brian Toto coming back onto the wing. Obviously, Luai and Cleary back into the halves and uh, Capewell, Liam Martin and Isaiah Yo to the back row and lock positions. Uh, on the bench, uh, Eisenhuth and Sorensen obviously move back to the bench. Mitch Kenny at 14 still. And Isaac Targo keeps his spot on the interchange as well. Uh, moving to the Roosters, Teddy's back in the team this week at fullback, uh, which means Manu's moved back into that centre position. Uh, Lockie Lamb and Sam Walker still are the halves there. Jabria Hargreaves in the front row will be an interesting one to see if he gets 80 minutes again this week. And obviously Crichton, Tupanua and Isaac Liu rounding out that second row and lock positions. Um, Sam Verrill's back from his, what was it? Something about his eye Detached socket. retina. There we go. That's the one. Um, Detached retina. He's back on the bench. Uh, and Adam Kieran is actually starting uh, with Ben Marshke out from a suspension this week. Uh, Moon, take me through it. Oh, I don't know who to talk about here. Um, let's talk about... Uh, look, I'm going to talk about the Panthers just because it's a bit of a cop out here. It's going to and it's going to be much for muchness. Um, look, I'm um, the <laughs> the one thing that I'm happy about seeing here. Obviously, other than having Nathan Cleary back and man, I miss my boy. Um, is Matt Burton just going back to centres? Um, not going to lie, I was a little worried that maybe Momorowski had done enough just to sort of make it competitive. Um, 
but you know the fact that they've dropped him straight out of the squad altogether. Um, don't know how much had to do with his head off, but um, you know, meant that that you know a lot of people brought him in for um the last buy round. Um, and so he's still going to be a keeper in the centre. So that was one thing that I really liked. But you know, obviously having all these stars back in this squad um is good for <laughs> all fantasy teams who are going to be cheering. Um, you know, they've got close to full strength teams. Um teams now so the things you love to see but um otherwise the other thing actually that um kind of hurts you is mitch kenny keeping a bench spot with um for api coruscant uh so he's uh that's just that's just enough there for me not to buy api coruscant obviously other than the panthers playing not playing the round 17 buy around um you know api is someone that i would be targeting but as, as long as mitch kenny hangs around it scares me off enough not to buy him so um that's kind of yeah. big for me, um, otherwise it's much for muchness. They're all a lot of guns in this team. Yeah, I think a lot of fantasy owners of you know of the usual suspects, your Cleary, your Toto, um, Crichton, Burton will yeah be cheering that they're back in the squad finally. Um, but uh, to the Roosters here, everyone's going to be cheering that Teddy's back. I think he's owned by you know around thirty percent of teams, thirty-one. Um, percent. So yeah, great to have him back in the team. A lot of people still have Sam Walker. I know Lockie Lamb had a big score last week as well. He scored around the 60 mark because um, Sam Walker went off in the second half. So a lot of the work went to Lockie Lamb. So he's an interesting uh, point of difference option in the halves, making a little bit of cash if you have him. Probably not a buy, but um, very handy if you've you've picked up him and he's just sitting you know, in your emergencies making a bit of cash. It's nice to see. Um, on the opposite side, obviously, Sam Walker, he scored a try, had a field goal and still only managed a, a 28 last week. So, yeah, he's looking more and more like a sell every week he plays and he's losing a lot of cash at the moment. Um, so get uh, yeah, get him out of your team as soon as possible, basically. Yeah. Um, the the main one here, which is, you know, the most interesting is the fact that um, Jabria Hargreaves played 80 minutes for the last two rounds in a row. Uh, obviously, first round, uh, he played 80 minutes against the Raiders. He only got 39. But the last round against the Titans, uh, scored a big old 70. Um, missed a lot less tackles and uh, made about the same tackles and meters that he did in the game before. So um, looking at those base stats, they're around 55 to 60 in Don't base stats. It. I know where you're going with this. Don't say oh, <laughs> does he Look, does he keep those kind of minutes long-term is what I, I think. Um, no Takiyaho. Um in the oh sorry Takiyo is back in the starting squad sorry um, but no real big minute forwards on the bench is the main thing um, and a bench utility hooker kind of player yeah. as well so what do you reckon do you reckon he plays eighty again no I I uh, well I I don't think uh, it's about like it's about whether he gets his minutes I think it's more um you know his impact on the game and someone. Like oh, maybe in this one he will if he if he plays eighty minutes I think he might score he'll score very well because they're going to have to you know smash a lot of defensive work here the Roosters because you know what sort of quality team that the Panthers are but Jabu Hero Hargraves is good for a suspension and he escaped suspension <laughs> this week um and I think that he's got a heap of carryover points from you know previous um incidents so um that would that's enough to scare me off buying him other than that like. I know that he's also capable of going back to playing, you know, a bench role for 30 minutes and um, and Takiyaho playing close to 80 because, you know, he if if Sam Walker goes off, Takiyaho kicks. So he's more likely to go um, to have a bigger impact, I think. Um, I like Takiyaho better. 
That's fair but, enough. I'm no, always I, uh, yeah. always looking out for a juicy pod. That's all. All right, all right. Pick him up and let me know how he goes. <laughs> nah, I'm doing too well to be picking up the likes of uh, High Greaves <laughs> and Takiyaho. Um, can't we'll sabotage myself to pick like him that. Up and, uh, and let us know. <laughs> exactly. Um, pretty harsh for people that picked up uh, Joseph Suwali as well over this Origin period. Um, I guess he's out of the squad for this week, uh, most likely, without any late changes. I guess he's in the number 21 jersey on the reserves. Um, but I guess he'll play... Uh, well, it, we depends round 16? On, it depends on next week um, with, you know, I think because they play on the Wednesday after that, whether they go into camp for the weekend and yep. miss their games, um, which I think is what will happen. So he'll potentially get that weekend and potentially the weekend after, depending what they do with James Tedesco. And I think that they'll rest him because given that James Tedesco is still, um, you know, has to pass testing for his hip um, injury that he's been um, troubled with. So look, he should pass them. Um, I think that's why he's included on this extended bench as well. Um, but, you know, I dare say they'll rest James Tedesco after those two Origin games. So he's got another two weeks in him at least um, around that second Origin game and, you know, obviously Origin 3 as well. So he'll get a few more games under his belt. So, you know, he's necessarily sell just yet. Yeah, another couple of games, another couple of price rises and God knows Suwali needs them um, for yep. his owners. Yeah. sake. Hasn't been playing terrible football. It's just... Um, Hasn't been doing anything amazing. Hasn't really smashed over for a heap of tries or breaking breaking a heap of tackles. So, yep. you know, he might have some um, ordinary matchups coming up where he can do that. Oh, I mean, he have got Storm next week, yuck, and the Bulldogs week after. So that's his round. Fair yeah, enough. Anything else to talk about through those two teams? No, nah, that's about it. We, t- we talked a lot about Joey or Hargraves than I love that. ever would. <laughs> he is the nicest bloke in footy. You wouldn't be able to tell it um, on the field, but, geez, he's nice in person. Uh, yeah, right. Friend of the there show. Friend of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, moving on to this Knights Warriors game on the Saturday, the early 3 o'clock game is at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. Uh, the Knights will see most of their uh, big guns come back in the way of Caelan Ponga at fullback. We've got Mitch Pearce uh, in the halves, which sees um, Jake Clifford move to 5-8. Uh, unfortunately, though, Bradman Best is out. So we have uh, Kurt Mann still staying in the centres and Anari Tuala moving into the centre. Um, Dominic Young's held his spot on the wing as well. Uh, both the Safidi brothers still in the front row for this game. And uh, Mitch Barnett moving to lock as well. Sees Suasasu move back to the bench. Uh, Connor Watson as well has obviously moved out of that uh 5'8 position, and he goes back to that number 14 utility on the bench uh, alongside uh, David Klemmer, who's on the interchange, which is very interesting, and Jack Johns as well. Uh, for the Warriors, we see the return of Reese Walsh from his suspension, uh, which pushes RTS to the wing. Um, Jazz Tavanga has come in for Wade Egan at hooker, who is out with the HIA, I believe. Um, Josh Curran holds his spot at lock, and Tohu Harris still on an edge there um and sean o'sullivan reprises his role at halfback with uh, chanel harris devita out for a season-long injury i think it is um yeah tom peck yeah tom peck that's very unfortunate for him um he had a really good start to the season but unfortunately yeah um he's gone as well lucky take us through it wow where to start there's just so many changes in these two teams a lot of guns back in so um Maybe I'll run through the Knights, let you talk about um, the Warriors. So, yeah, huge. Caelan Pong is back in, um, rewarding fantasy owners who held on to him. I, unfortunately, did not. I cracked the shits with him weeks ago, um, not coming back. So, um, he'll be, he probably at the moment, a point of difference. Um, I don't actually have his percentage 
ownership percentage in front of me, but I think he'd nearly be a point of difference. Um, yeah, four point two uh, option there. A four point two. Yeah. There you go. Very much That's a point of difference option. So, um, yeah, that's huge. Um, Mitchell Pierce. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, he could have huge, um, huge scores here if he's partnering Jake Clifford. Look, um, who was he partnering before? Kurt Mann. Kurt Mann. I, I think that Mitchell Pierce will have a lot of lot more responsibility with someone like Jake Clifford in um, in this halves role. So you could see him rack up more attacking stats, um, like we saw from him last year and the year before, where he was you know hitting around the the high 50 to 60s. You know, this year, at the start of the year, for the few games, he was a little underwhelming, scoring 40s, maybe scraping into the 50s, not really being the um, the fantasy score we've, we're used to seeing he, from Mitchell Pierce. So. He was actually quite good at the start of this year before he did his pec. Um, round one, 70, and then the next two scores, 59. So oh, he actually okay. wasn't doing too point. bad. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. That's a very big point of difference. He's, do you know how much his price? 650 ish? Yeah, 700? so he's at 680, but his break even is huge uh, this week. It's around the 80s. So he'll come down in price. And most likely he'll be a bit slow to get started as well, coming back from a torn peck, I'd imagine. Yeah. So um, be good to see how he goes, I guess, over the next couple of rounds. Yeah, well, if he drops down to somewhere around the 650 or just lower, I'd say he's cut price keeper. Um, then if he's going to score around 59. But um, yeah, wait wait a few weeks, let his price drop and see how he performs with um, Jake Clifford. They've got a few things to work out. Um, this night seems the first week they've actually got their preferred spine in. So, um, yeah, it's just a bit of a wait and see there. Um, yeah, Jaden Braley, it's same old really from him. Dave, um, David Clemmer not starting is interesting. He's um, a little cheaper than I thought he was. He's around the low 600. So, um, if he gets his scoring a little more consistent, he's... Um, also an interesting option for the run home after the buy round. Um, but the big thing for me here is Brody Jones keeping his edge spot. Um, I don't think that Connor Watson comes on and takes Mitch Barnett's starting role. I think that this is how pretty much how they line up. Um, even Suasa, so I don't think, I don't see him coming on with a late switch, you know, with Mitch Barnett and Brody Jones. Um, Brody Jones has been pretty good on an edge. So this is sort of the week to, to see how it goes um, here, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one from the Knights. I'm looking forward to actually seeing them perform with, um, you know, all their all their stars back in Bar Bradman Best. You know, they've had a poor run um, run with injury, unfortunately. So, yeah, geez, they really need to perform this week, right? Like they're they're just losing places um, each week, and I think they've had one win from the last five starts. So, the whole thing was like, you know, they've they've lost basically all their players, but um, now that they're all back, they don't really have any excuses. They kind of have to perform now. Yeah, well, they're well, they're sitting down at 14th spot. So yeah. what are they on? They're on 10 points. So realistically, you know, <laughs> Dragons in 8th spot are only on 12 points. So they're still within touch of the 8. So if they can string together some wins, they're still, you know, competitive, um, which is the saving grace for them. But um, they're going to have to start acting now. And this one against the Warriors especially is a must win for them. So, you know, they could be could be right on here. Yeah. What do you reckon around, uh, around Connor Watson there? Um, obviously moving out of the starting squad, but I feel like um, him as a number 14, he'll probably score a bit more consistently because he will be coming on playing through the middle, right? Yeah. Look, I think we talked about this in the, in the pod yesterday or on Monday, um, Tuesday, when was it released? Yeah. But we talked about it the other day um, where we were saying that had a disappointing score of the weekend from 5'8", but you know because he, he didn't break a single tackle, which is the first time this year that he's gone gone through a whole game and not broken a single tackle. So um, he's going to have more, 
you know, free range just to run across the line and palm off a few people, a few more run meters, more attacking stats. I, I Connor Watson at 14 is good. Uh, he'll come on the fourth line um, with Mitch Barnett. They'll share share minutes there, and um, yeah, he'll, he'll play 45 ish, I'd say, and um, hopefully rack up a decent score. Um, you know, but anything above a 40 from him is sort of I'm not too disappointed. 45 is ideal. 50 is great. Um, We'll talk more about him with the buy hold sells a bit later, um, but yeah, I, I still think he's he's okay at the moment. Um, going back to that fourteen, I have more confidence in him now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, moving on to the Warriors team, we have um, Reese Walsh at fullback, which is my main talking point um, for this Warriors team. Um, I see kind of Reese Walsh as probably the best of the rest in terms of fullbacks. I don't know how you'd see it, but um, you've got those like kind of top tier fullbacks in your, you know, your Teddies, your Trebojevic's, your um, Pappenhausen's, those, yeah, those kinds of players. But uh, I see like Reese Walsh has the, he gets the kind of opportunities to be in those attacking positions more often than not in this Warriors team, just because he's such a focal point of their attack. Um, so I see him kind of as that premium kind of obviously cash cow um wing a fullback that you can pick up that's, you know, getting in amongst the tries, getting in amongst the tackle uh, try assists and the tackle busts um, basically every week. I think the lowest score he had was against Manly and he only played 26 minutes and that's the reason why. So while he's at fullback, he's, you know, he'll string a few big scores together and keep making price rises. So I think most teams probably already have Walsh. He's in 33% of teams, but I feel like he's, he's kind of a must have, right? Going into the round 17 by the fact that the Warriors play, that and he's you know making cash kind of he's a premium option to have in your team if you don't already so um i i still not too disheartened that he's 540k if you don't already have him have him i think his break even still in the low single digits probably um i'd imagine so um still a still a decent option to go and definitely going to make some more cash as long as he um you know doesn't drop the elbow on anyone's heads <laughs> yeah i agree um, look he's he's pretty cheap and i think you kind of got to get him in um if you don't have him so yeah, absolutely. The other the other two, I guess, you could talk about is, uh, uh, well, Tohu Harris is the first one, I guess. You probably um, have to have him in your team uh, this year, I'd say. He's way too consistent not to. He's only, I mean, he is 800k, of course, but you pay for what you get. He's going to get you 65-ish on average every game. So, um, yeah, he's kind of a must-have and a, a pretty set-and-forget kind of option in your front row or second row. Um, oh, sorry, edge or mids. Um the other one is uh, Josh Curran. He actually, I think a lot of people sold Curran uh, when he was out uh, with that elbow injury a few weeks back. But now that he's back and playing at lock, he he obviously didn't score as well as he's done on the edge. I think that's basically just because of his minutes. Um, mm. But he's still getting really good base stats. You know, made 30-odd tackles, made about 80 metres, um, which is, you know, 40 in base stats and then a couple of attacking stats off that, which is good to see. So um, if, you know, he keeps getting around that, 50 to 60 minute mark he's going to be scoring around the 40 to 50 mark and that'll see his price keep going up i wouldn't say buy him now um but he's good if you held on to him i guess through that injury and he'll you know get a few more price rises and make some good points so um he's also another good one to have from this warriors team and uh, i guess the third is uh sean o'sullivan um, I think we're in a consensus here. We're not going near him again, right? That's um, he's done his dash and. Nah, he he. Oh, I can't say that word. He um screwed me well and truly <laughs> the last time I bought him. So um, yeah, no, I I wouldn't. Uh, and especially because they could very easily put RTS back to fullback. Reese Walsh at six and yeah. um, 
yeah, I think that that's too too much of a possibility for me to go near Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah, he has one or two poor performances, and they just yeah make that easy switch uh, yeah. there. Of course, they don't have the the likes of like a Ken Mamalo to fill in on the wing there anymore. But I'm sure they'll you know push someone like uh, I don't know Rocco Berry or, or someone out there, and or bring in a, a junior to take that spot. So yeah. um, they haven't yeah, afraid to chuck Jack Murch in the centres either. So exactly. Um, so yeah, that's probably it from the Warriors team. I'd say unless you have anything else to talk about there, no, Jasper yeah. Bunger at hooker. I oh, don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in and out of the squad. He's been ordinary this year. Um, yeah. And he's just not been as consistent as he has in previous years. So, um, no, he's a no-go for me unless I see something um, drastically changed from him, um, which I don't yeah. see happening, especially with someone, a big name like AFB. I think AFB's killed his minutes this year. Um, he's been a weapon, which is actually someone else I would like to just sort of touch on quickly. Um Lost heap cash last week. He's sort of mid six hundreds at the moment. Um, I think if he he's getting he got good minutes last week. That was the thing. But because the Warriors got dominated around the edges, um, he got no ball, and you know he didn't really have a whole lot of opportunity to take it up because the Warriors relied on a lot of their outside backs to to run the ball up quickly. So um, he sort of struggled a little bit last week in particular, just because they got they got hammered. Um, but he's someone that I, I would almost target, you know, in that round 17 buy. I think he's lost enough cash by then. He's probably down to high 500s by that round. Um, he'll have a high as break even. So I like him as a pickup for the run home, to be fair, and sit on your bench. Um, I really like that. Based on his scoring at the start of the year, uh, too good to look past if he's based if he's priced at high 500s, in my opinion. Yeah, he just needs to hit a bit of form, you know, break some more tackles and uh, get a bit more consistent there. And, yeah, he's looking uh, pretty gold there. Yeah, which was he was doing that at the start of the year. He's just coming back yeah. from knee injury, and um, you know he'll start. They'll be in some contests where the Warriors where they're right in it like this one. So you'll see, um, you know, he'll be back to his best in no time. Absolutely, uh, righto. Let's move on to the uh, next Saturday game, which is the Dragons taking on the Raiders in uh, Wollongong. Uh, here we go. So for the Dragons, it looks. Pretty much the same. Uh, I think they have Lomax in the reserves, but other than that, their 1-17 to is unchanged. Uh, Lomax could possibly be a, a late in, um, depending on his fitness. Uh, back from that uh, broken thumb, I believe it was. Um, and for the Raiders, it is 1-17. to You beauty. Love that, as if you change their easy. squad. <laughs> yeah. It makes, makes your job easier as well. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, take us through it. Um, talking about the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to talk about my boys. Um, yeah, look, few talking points here that I would just quickly like to touch on. Bailey Simonson being the first. Um, yeah, had a good performance last week. Fullback um, got his hands in some uh, with some attacking stats as well. Um, don't see him as a pickup. Uh, he's priced at three sixty ish, maybe just a little bit higher, okay, higher, I think. Um, yeah, look, I think he's that's purely just going to reward the people who held on to him from the start. He's in like 15% of teams or something like that. So good for you guys. I wouldn't be rushing out to pick him up unless he becomes some sort of weapon that we haven't seen yet, um, which, you know, for the Raiders' sake, I really hope happens. Um, but yeah, wouldn't be rushing out to buy him. Um, Matt Tomoko, uh, I really liked what I saw from him and looked at his stats. He made whopping 32 tackles or something ridiculous like that. He sort of, was sort of in everything, had stats across the board. So I think he's a pretty handy cash-out option priced at 317. So I don't mind that at all. Um, and sort of my third 
big talking point was Corey Howie or Naira. Um, had had a little bit. We didn't really talk about this in the last pod as well, but he had a bit of an ordinary score with thirty eight with a try. Um, um, he's still someone that you've got to have for this for this next buy round coming up. Um, his scoring has been ridiculous over the last few weeks, and mind you, this score was with a um, HIAs. He was off for the last fifteen minutes as well, Corey. So, um, yeah, I really think that. Um, yeah, he's someone that you really need to have in your squad. Um, sit him on the bench, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that, yeah, the end spot's a little bit tricky this year. Um, you know, you can spend a sh- you can spend a ton of money on you know someone like Isaiah Papali'i, but Corey Howard and I is priced you know high five hundreds, low six, um, and scoring just as well at the moment. Um, so I really like that um, if you don't have him already. Other than yeah. that, look, it's sort of much for muchness. Um, Josh Papali being sort of maybe the only other. Uh, Jordan Rampen has been a little underwhelming. I think there's better options around the uh, centre wing and fullback. Um, was a pod at the start of the year, made a bit of cash, but I think it's time to jump off that horse. Um, while the Raiders are sort of suffering a little bit, if the Raiders come back to form, then great. Uh, otherwise, it's probably about it, I think. Yep, and I'm going to make this game uh, go a lot quicker. And uh, looking at the Dragons, there's really only one person that um, is kind of fantasy. Uh, well, hugely fantasy relevant at the moment, and that's uh, currently Jack Bird. Um, you know, played quite well in the second row last week, and still named there is um, ideal for him. Um, he'll, you know, keep getting those base stats, score about a 40, which for a centre position, getting a consistent 40 each week is quite good. Um, obviously, not the likes of like Jake Averillo scoring 90s plus um, mm-hmm. like last week, but, um, you know, you'll take a 40 uh, in that centre position any day, I think. Um, that's pretty yeah. much it. Love that. Um, yeah, is exactly. Ben Hunter trade. I wouldn't say he's a trade yet. I think if you picked him up for the first uh, buy round, like I did, he's obviously a hold. Yes, he had a, a bad score and only got around thirty mark, but he could easily score. Uh, let me check. His break even is fifty nine, so he could easily score that um, this round against the Raiders. But um, I'm not holding my breath that he's going to hit that. Even if he doesn't, I think he probably is a trade uh, for the next. Origin game. Uh, most likely, he won't be named next round. I could easily see him, you know, being the number fourteen for the Queensland team and them um, pulling him out of the game on the next weekend. So uh, just keep an eye on team list for next week. But I wouldn't say he's an immediate trade unless you're really um, you really need the cash and you want to make some um, ground somewhere else. So um, yeah, I'd I'd still hold him for now. Okay, so if he gets picked in that Origin squad next week uh, and doesn't play next weekend say he's a trade out that means he's probably out for the next two games so yeah absolutely i'd say he's a sell at that point yeah yeah unfortunately enough. i thought he was gonna you know not i thought you know queensland might put on a decent showing in front uh in the first game but um because they got pumped i'm assuming you know brimson probably drops out of that team and hunt goes to 14 to be likely. fair they're gonna get pumped in game two as well so uh you know god i hope so <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the late Saturday game, sees the Storm take on the Tigers. Uh, for the Storm, uh, Jesse Bromwich is out, which sees uh, Nelson Sofa-Solomona coming to the front row with Christian Welch. Uh, outside of that, no changes for this team, I don't think. Um, for the Tigers, uh, we have Ken Mamalo coming straight in on the wing in that number five jersey, which seems James sees James Roberts move to the centres, uh, and Tommy Talao in that other centre as well, uh, as Adam Dewey is out. Um, that is oh, and Moses Zembai recalls his position at five eight with Billy Walters dropping out of the squad altogether. 
Uh, those are the changes. Uh, what do you make of them, Moon? It's a bit of a yuck game to talk about fantasy-wise, if I'm honest. Um, oh, yeah. Not much really to talk uh, about, yeah, right? I'm going to make this one quick. Um, I'll talk about the TIGs. Um, sort of my one and only talking point is really going to be Dane Laurie. Um, produced a bit of an ordinary fantasy score this week, uh, last week, relying heavily on his tacking stats. Um, now I'll touch on him a bit later in my buy-hold cells, but... Um, yeah, he's one to watch for your team. Look, you can go either way with Dane Laurie, but um, one to watch. I'll, I'll touch on him later more. Um, well, who else do I really talk about here? Look, it's sort of a... No, I, look, I think they're all just kind of traps here. Uh, the only other play that I'd think about going near is Luke Brooks, Alex Twile. Um, otherwise, I don't think I'd go near any of them. Um, you know, Madge changed this, team's, uh, this team like he changes undies, so... Um, yeah, don't love it. What do you What do you think about Ken Mamalo coming into this Tiger squad? Uh, do you reckon um, he'll play better or worse than he did at the Warriors? Uh, oh, it's hard to say. I don't know. The Warriors play a very different brand of footy to what the what um, the West Tigers do. So I'll be intrigued to see how he's utilised. Not a pickup, classic wise. Might be a pickup in your deep draft leagues. Um, yeah, he's not really ever been fantasy relevant. Kemamala needs heavy attacking stats. Um, you know, God forbid I talk about it, but he's more super coach relevant, I guess. So, um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, calm yeah, down. No, no, this sorry. is general fantasy here. <laughs> no, How I, dare I you say the forbidden word? Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't go near him. <laughs> in my opinion, as much as I really like the bloke, and it was great to see him have a cracking game last week, and um, a lot of respect for him, but. I, I don't think I'd be picking him up unless he somehow is utilized in a very different way. Um, I honestly think they'll different. actually, you know, target that wing in terms of kicking because the Tigers haven't really had a, like a winger yeah. that they could target for, you know, high bombs to the corner kind of thing, right? You've got Nofaluma on one wing and then on the other wing, what, you've had a number of different players out there. You've had Talao this year, you've had Roberts, you know, you've had... Well, this year with their kicks, they've kind of they've kicked to their centres more than wings. So Adam Dewey, see, um, scoring oh, a lot a of those kicks. tries. Um, yeah. So, yeah, whether if Kemamalo lines up outside and Adam Dewey, then that's the edge that they're going to kick to ninety percent of the time. I'd say so. That'd be good for um, Adam Dewey's fantasy prospects, I think, because he's got more potential of scoring a try. Um, but yeah, look, if he's, I guess he probably lines up near. Tommy, oh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter, I guess, who lines up with. I, I, look, it'll be interesting to see. Um, wait for him to find his feet, and then we can talk about him in a few pods' time, I think. Yeah, I think that uh, Adam Dewey and Kemamalo wing might be actually quite good, um, but I guess you'll see Dewey back in the squad next week after he comes back from his HIA. Um, I guess in his Storm team, look, there's not really much to talk about. They're all pretty much... Uh, Guns, Nico Hines still ticking along with price rises, got a 45. Actually, no, not ticking along with price rises. He actually had his first um, cash drop this week. Luke he lost, cashed, did he? Um, I think he... I feel like he made a little bit of cash. Oh, sorry, he made 10K. My yeah. bad. Um, he's getting close to getting close to um that mark, though. So I think his break-even's 60 this week. So um, getting close to have... <laughs> Being He's not having been picked, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might be. Um, he might be at that point of selling, but um, obviously not yet. While he's still in the squad, uh, as soon as Pappenhausen's back in the squad, he's a he's a definite sell. But for now, you keep him in that team. 
Um, outside of that, everyone in this Storm team still pretty good. Olam's obviously up and down. Same with Josh Adokar. Munster and Hughes, very good halves partner. Um, partners there. Hughes, obviously the better of the two, getting the bulk of the kick meters and base stats that you want from a half. And Munster, you know, being up and down, scoring quite good scores when they um, score a lot of points. Storm, which is uh, more often than not most weeks. Um, I guess Harry Grant being back in the team on the interchange is good. Hopefully he doesn't get a good score and his price comes down. So he's right for the picking after origin. Um, but until then, that's pretty much it for this storm team. I'd say. I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Unless you want to go Nass starting the front row. Yuck. Nah, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to the Sunday games, which sees an old rivalry appear in Parramatta playing the Dogs 2 o'clock at Bank West. This would be a cracker of a game, actually. Um, Dogs coming off a very handy win and Parramatta not looking... Oh, actually coming off a decent win as well, but um, not looking as um, sturdy as uh, they were in the early part of the season. Dogs at eight bucks. Put the house on them, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Put the house free on. money. Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, so in the Parramatta squad, we see Mike Sivo out after taking the early guilty plea um, for that high tackle on Adam Dewey, uh, which sees uh, Sean Russell come in for his debut game on the wing uh, in the number two jersey. Um, that is... Ah, Will Smith is out, replaced by Nathaniel Roach on the bench. So that's his first game in a Parramatta shirt, I believe, as well. Um, which will be interesting for him, considering he's had a long bout of uh, injuries as well. So good for him to get back into the team. Uh, for the dogs, surprisingly, unchanged. Mm. Love that. Yeah. Righto, take it through, man. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to talk about... Oh, I'll talk about the dogs. Let you talk about your boys. Um, yeah, Nick Manny had actually had a very good score uh, last week. I'm not necessarily many is going to be fantasy relevant. Um, sort of once in a blue moon for him. He's, when he's known to... You know, have a lot of very underwhelming fantasy scores, but broke a few more tackles than normal, had a whopping 300-odd um, run meters. So if he can replicate a few performances like that, then he becomes very interesting. Um, Jake Avrilo, yeah, look, enough said about him. He's a gun. Uh, he's, oh, yeah, almost got to be a must-have, almost almost a must-have for this next buy round, I think, and for the run home as well. Look, he's been so good in the centers. Um yeah, I think we said in the last pod, he's averaging, what, 65 in the last three rounds, not including his 90 scores. Oh, maybe that was, I don't know. He's averaging 65-ish um, from three or four round average. So, um, look, that's unreal. So, I think he's someone that you've, um, yeah, you've got to have in your team. Um, and the other two options here, Luke Thompson, Josh Jackson as well, a, a very good point of difference options for the for the run home and this next buy around um, and someone that I think I would almost be targeting. Um yeah, those big minute forwards are very valuable. But otherwise, look, it's much or muchness for this dogs uh, dogs team. And you don't really know what you're going to get week to week. Um, you know, we saw a very different dogs team uh, against the Dragons. They looked really good. Um, very rock solid defensively. Um, surprisingly, Brandon Wakeham wasn't really a liability. He made some red hot tackles. Very good shot on Dufty as well, which I loved watching. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think if the dogs can string together a few wins, then maybe there's some more fantasy relevant people. But otherwise, until I see that... Um, yeah, sort of only those three or four players I'd be looking at. Yeah, just quietly in this in this dogs team. Um, if I if Josh Jackson gets you know close to eighty minutes a game, he is a very big pod. Um, coming into the late end of the season, only in one point four percent of teams. Um, and after that performance, even though he got sin binned, still scored a fifty eight. Um, with you know a lot of meters and uh, a lot of tackles in the middle. So, um, you know, keep an eye on him. 
I mm. think. I agree. Um, anyway, in this Parramatta team, um, pretty much uh, the same as most weeks, really. We've talked about it um, basically every week. Um, the fact that Mitch Moses is kind of up and down and really needs to run the ball a lot more to and obviously get a lot of those kick meters to keep his scores up. He's kind of gone the same way as Fogarty in the fact that, um, you know, if he just has a quiet game and he kind of just pods along, you know, kicking and just passing, not getting in too much of the attacking um, part of the game, he's scoring around, you know, the, the low 40s. Um, but then when he actually picks up his game, you know, runs the ball a bit more like we saw on the weekend, he gets, you know, those 60s and 70s, which is good to see. And hopefully he can get that back up. Um, Joey Lussick is an interesting one. I think we see uh, Mahoney out until round, what, 16 to 18 or something like that, the male was. Yeah. So it could be shorter, like it could be next round or it could be after origin. So we don't really know that one. So it's a, a bit of a risk going for Lussick. I'd imagine. Um, but uh, if you want to take that risk and hope Mahoney's out longer term, then I'm sure go for it. He'll make some cash in the short term. Um, other than that, like we've talked about before, Isaiah Papali, Ian Ryan Madison, they're kind of sharing um, that edge duty. You know, one of them gets a big score one week. The other one um, has a poor score that week and vice versa. So um, if you're happy to keep taking that on board, then feel free to um, go e- either of those two. Or if you've already got them, I'd say they're probably both holds just for the fact that they will get big scores and they'll also get average scores here and there. So, um, yeah, they're probably both holds uh, in my book. But that's pretty much it from this Parramatta team. Actually, I know you wanted to discuss a player, uh, Lockie, just from that pre-pod chat. Um, Wanga Blake. Share, share your opinion with everyone. Look, I have never been a Wanga Blake lover. Um, just going to preface this this conversation. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I didn't see his position this team long term. I thought he was going to come in and be straight back out when near Corey, um, you know, the way he was playing. But look, we were looking at his stats just before, and um, his last three rounds, he's averaging around the mid-40s. Um, you know, obviously earlier than that, actually, I'll, I'll pull it up so I can uh, talk more accurately about it. But towards the the first few games, once he came back, he's played five rounds since his comeback, right? So I think the first few rounds he scored a negative five, which saw him have 27 or something to merits, including a Simbin. Um, and the game before that, he had an eight. And he had 20-odd demerits with that as well. Um yeah, in the last three games, said 42 of 65 and 52 tries in there. So he suddenly becomes a very, very interesting um, prospect. You know, I kind of like the way he's been playing, actually. He's been breaking tackles. Um, and, you know, against people like the Bunnies as well, where he came away with, what, he had three tackle breaks and a bolt, and not afraid to come in and make a tackle. He, he made 23 tackles with only one miss. So, you know, he's, he's a risky option where he, he's known to, you know, miss a few miss a few tackles, concede a few penalties, but on the upside, when he gets his tail up um, and gets his hands on the footy, he's scoring 40s and 50s. So um, I think if you're very comfortable with running a loop, Wanga Blake's the boat to do it with, I think. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. When you look at these stats, it's like obviously Brad Arthur's gone to him and had a word and been like, mate, pull your head in <laughs> and start running the ball and breaking some tackles because you can see that his... His missed tackles have gone down significantly and his tackle busts and tackles made have gone up significantly. So, um, yeah, and he's getting a lot more meters, which is, you know, good. It means he's getting the ball and running it a bit more, which is good to see. Yeah, so, look, and he's only, I think we decided 369. So, becomes a very interesting cash out option if you've got someone who you just want to um, free up a bit of uh, spare money um, for. 
I don't mind that pickup one play. The only the, obviously the only thing is he's not going to play the round seventeen buy round. So if you've already got a few people playing, um, and okay with picking him up and holding him for the run home, um, I don't mind that. Um, otherwise he's probably a cash out after the buy round if you've got someone in team who you don't you know who you just want to free up a bit of money for. Um, I think he's one of those blokes I'd be looking at depending on how much he is. He could have risen. His price rise is a sort of steady. I think his break even so it was like negative, negative six. No, that might have been someone else. He was, no, that was, was right. Negative anyway. six. Negative That's six. There is. you go. Yeah. So he could very comfortably be up around the four, four twenty come end of round seventeen. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Especially if he gets another fifty odd score this week, his price could go up. You know, against 40, the dogs, 50K. he could he could score a hat trick here. So, yeah, never know. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on to the last game of the round, which sees the Titans take on Manly. Um, for the Titans, Esam Masters is out of this squad. Um, so their back line uh, is Jaden Campbell at fullback, Mazu still holding that wing spot, Kelly and Herbert in the centres, and Philip Sammy on the opposite wing. Kevin Pro- Proctor's out with his uh, suspension, so he's replaced in the second row by Sam Stone. Um, outside of that, uh, they're same as last week. Uh, for Manly, we have Tom Trebojevic back at fullback. Um, that is pretty much it. Dylan Walker back to the bench and Cade Cust, I think, is out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the squad. Go through it, Moon. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about this Titans team. Um, Jaden Campbell being one of the talking points. AJ Brimson's been included in the reserve, so you could see a late switch there with Jaden Campbell dropping out and AJ Brimson starting back at fullback, um, depending on how he pulls up um, with his knee. I think it's been the big issue. Um, now, Greg Marzu, I was watching him the other day, and he is a big boy. Um, <laughs> he, oh, I really like the way he plays, and he's averaging, I think, 46 from his two games that he's played. Like, he's not very many games, to be fair, but... Um, I really like the way he goes around. It goes about his um, his footy. So he's someone else who becomes an interesting cash out option. He's holding Anthony Don out of this squad. He is fit, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's in the um, in the reserve. So um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's just won that spot, and he's been looking good. So someone who I don't mind a cheeky pick up to. Um, he's in the high two hundreds. So. Um, don't mind that. Jamal Foggy's got a heap of price rises in him now with that big 90 score, so he can go about and score a 30 this week, which I see that's where his um, his scoring will be, but he'll probably still make 40k. Um, still looming a good option, I think. I really like um, Jamal Foggy, even though his scoring's been inconsistent. Um, I'd pick him up. Um, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, Fodder Wake, if he... Uh, with this sort of bench, it makes it hard. They're not carrying a bench hooker, so Aaron Clark probably plays... Oh, I should now Tyrone Peach takes minutes off him. But if Fodawaker um, gets big minutes, then he's someone else I'd, I really like. Um, but going into Origin, I don't think that you pick him up till after to the run home. Um, otherwise, Dave Fafita and Tina coming back into the starting squad is huge for the Titans and fantasy teams. Apart from that, Tyrone Peach is the other bloke who's still scoring well um, and a keeper in the centres. Absolutely. Um, I think yeah. you, you're right there about Fodawaker. I think he had that rough spot when he, you know, wasn't kind of playing well and he was back on the interchange and he was only playing, I think, 30 or 40 off the bench. He was still scoring okay, not great, but okay. But I think if he gets a big minute forward role, he could, you could see his price, um, you know, go 
his scores definitely skyrocket and his price will skyrocket with it. So, um, you know, get give him 60 minutes in the front row, see him, you know, make, you know, 150-odd metres, 30 to 40-odd tackles, and, yeah, he'll, well, he'll make He's made play. more line breaks than I have in my entire life in the last two rounds two rounds that he's played i reckon i reckon he's made you know a line bracket game so and he's looking good like i you don't want to stand in front of him he's breaking tackles <laughs> for fun so um i really like the i just like watching him play footy and even though like he's playing against new south wales he was one of the best on ground for queensland i reckon so um yeah someone who would be a very interesting pod for the run home if you can bring him in and he gets good minutes yeah, exactly. Just need him to get those minutes is the main thing. Yeah. Uh, for Manly, I think the main thing is that Tom Trebojevic is back in the squad. Everyone will be cheering about that. Uh, hopefully he goes back to his um, previous form in the club team. So, um, And hopefully he brings in that state of origin form as well because he was all over the place for um, the Blues and, yeah, definitely got a lot of attacking stats from it. So hopefully he can replicate that for Manly again and, you know, score... Close to those, you know, 80-plus scores that he was getting um, before Origin started as well. Uh, DCE also had another big score. I think most of the stats that he got were basically what Tommy would have got, um, but because he was out of the team, everything went through DCE. He scored 120-odd um, and was the best captaincy option of the a weekend if you happen to put the C on him, which I don't think many people did. I think he was quite one of the lower... Um, captaincy options just because he's not owned by as many teams um, this year because of his consistency in the early rounds. Um Outside of that, still no Schuster in this squad as well. So he's going to be back hopefully next week if you're still holding on to him. Um, so if you did pick up Carl Lawton a couple of weeks back, it's probably good. Or Olakwatu for that matter. Um, good news for you because they'll keep making uh, you know a bit of cash. Um, when Schuster's back in the squad, I would imagine Lawton drops back to the bench. Um, and probably Dylan Walker drops out of this squad, I'd imagine, because Lawton's quite um, a good utility player. So not too much... Um, uh, there to really look at in terms of players to aim for. I think they're players, if you already have them, they're good to hold on to, but not really um, buys. And um, it disappoints me to say, but uh, Lockie Croker scored a try and got a 64. I unfortunately jumped off in Moon um, a little Did bit you? later than you, but um, earlier than earlier than 5% of his, uh, 5% of teams that still own him. Um, yeah, still ticking along, still making price rises. He'll be up over 600K next week. Yeah, yeah, he will. Oh, justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jumped yes, off him a little too a early. Whole lot but, of soul. Um, yeah. Yeah. Needed needed our uh, points last round. So <laughs> Yeah, and Lord Croker had point. to <laughs> had to make uh, way. Not last uh, well. round, round before or by round. Yeah, oh, huge. Well. Oh well, no, that's right, you get that on the big jobs. <laughs> Love that. Uh yeah, any other thing any other players you want to go through in that team? Nah, about it. I think um I think for this manly team. Pretty happy. Beauty. Well, that's all the uh, games for this weekend. Gone through a lot of uh, talking points there. Um, let's move on to some fan questions which have been submitted. Love love to see the fans get involved. Um, and we have Joe, who's uh, messaged us again, which is nice to see. Uh, cop this one, Lockie. Do you reckon it's better to save trades? Or do you think trading Laurie or Braley uh, to Avarillo and CHN would be a good idea? Yeah, huge. Um G'day, Joe. Thanks for thanks for messaging in. Um, yeah, so Laurie was someone who I wanted to talk about actually um, with my buy hold sales. But Laurie, um, for me, is uh, is if you're going to sell him, um, this week's a good week to do it. He lost cash last week, um, 
he's got a break even of oh, 45 ish, 46, I think we said, um, actually. So he's playing, he's playing the storm. So I think he's only going to start losing cash. So, um, I think you may as well cash him out now. Um, most teams have a full, uh, and as you've said in your message that you've got a, um, a full team, um, so I don't mind a trade out of Laurie. You know, if you can, if you have a bit of cash, you can upgrade him to someone who's going to play in the next buy round. I really like that. Braley, I'm not. I wouldn't sell. Um, I think he's going to be hold. An 80 minute hooker is hard to come by, so um, I'd be holding on to him. Um, although <laughs> doing whatever you can to get Avarello in is good. So if depending on where you're sitting, if you you know need to make up a few pot, uh, spots. Um, Braley for Avarillo isn't terrible, but if you've got someone else who you can trade out to bring in Avarillo, um, and Corey Howard and I, I said, is a must-have as well. So, um, yeah. So, yes to Laurie, get rid of him. Um, no to Braley, but get in Avarillo. Corey Howard and I, if you've got someone else you can trade out, is how I'd answer that. Yeah, look, that you're you're targeting two good players there, but um, yeah. I, I just I don't I think it's a bit sideways going Braley to either of them. Really, obviously, you're not starting Braley, otherwise you wouldn't be able to go to uh, CHN or Avrilo. But um, yeah, Laurie definitely a good sell for either of those two. But Braley, um, yeah, probably look elsewhere um, than to sell him. He's probably going to be a hold long term, and with all the Knights players back this week, he could score well again. You know, get a bit more attacking. Um, a few more attacking stats and, you know, getting the points again. So um, wouldn't be rushing to get rid of him. Um, and this question kind of leads into our next question from Craig. Is Avrilo a must-have? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump off the fence and say yes, straight up. Oh. He is. For this buy round, uh, I think he's huge. Um, a lot of teams have him, um, and he's been a keeper in the centres. So unless you... Well, who's the other apart from Tyron Peachy? Who's your other keeper centre at the moment? I mean, you've got a few options who are teetering around the edge, but I've realised he's been scoring around the sixties, so I think it's hard to go past him at the moment. So if he keeps scoring like he is, yeah, he's going to have to be a must-have. Uh, it's hard he's, to bring him in now considering he's so expensive. Um, yeah, six hundred and seventy k is enormous for a centre. Yeah, his, yeah, his five round, his five round average is sixty four. His three round average is nearly eighty. Um, See, that's uh, the problem that's up around like that's scoring better than someone like David Feeder at the moment. Yeah, the problem is uh, if Flanagan comes back into this team, that's going to be Avrilo's biggest downfall. And I think saying he's a must-have is a big uh, a big testament to how Avrilo how good Avrilo is if he's keeping Flanagan out of the squad. Like I would say the the looming presence of Flanagan in this dog's team is too big of a risk to put 670k into a centre that could go back to scoring around the 40s um, if Flanagan comes back into the team. I think if you're going to be spending that kind of money, I'd prefer to spend it on Harawira Naira for the buy around or even go a premium um, centre that, you know, won't play the buy around in like Peachy because, you know, he'll be consistently getting minutes in the middle. Um, or put in someone like Ramian. Yeah, exactly. So someone like that, I wouldn't... I think 670k, that's a lot of money, and especially for a centre. I think even some of the premium centres at the moment, like Burton and Jack Bird, they're, they're only around the high 500s. So, geez, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. I didn't realise it was quite so expensive, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just high on Avril at the moment as well. I've got Jake Avrilo. Yeah, high going. So, um, I don't know. I, I really like really like Jake Avrilo, but yeah... 
yeah. like when you think about it in comparison to other players, 670k is 500k more than Sean Johnson, who we said is a buy and you 500k. Know, 500k more. Then that's more than TPJ currently, and that's what, 50k. That's... No, it's 500. Oh, sorry, 50k. Sorry, yes, you're right. That's, Ooh, that's, that's the one. Sean Johnson's dropped to 200k. I am on. <laughs> sorry, 50k. Um, <laughs> And that's that's seventy k more than Tedesco is right now, which is you know very good for Avrilo to be going that well. But I wouldn't say I'd put all that money into him being a long term keeper. Mate, he's a captain. You're wrong. He's captain material. <laughs> I mean, if you captained him last round, he's one of the better captains to have. Second best captain in the game last round. So good on Don't you. Know if you I can that. That's huge beat dick energy if you captained yeah. him last. Week. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's all our all our questions uh, for the, this week. Uh, if you do have any questions, feel free to send them in. Happy to cover them off um, and basically chat shit about them, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, do you want to go to the buy, hold, sells? Uh, yeah, Moon, I would love to. Um, what do you have? So my buy is Tomoko from the Raiders. Uh, I thought it was red hot last week. Good cash out option, which is something that I was particularly looking for in these next few rounds to bring in players that I want to for the buy round. Um, with a negative break even as well, got a few... Price rises in him keeps uh, the the two other centers that are only going to take his spot are Jared Croker and Curtis Scott. Curtis Scott's been dropped indefinitely. Um, like with the no fault stand down rule um, pending his investigation, Jared Croker's got all sorts of body issues at the moment, so he's not going to come back anytime soon. So Tomoko looked good. I like him in, um, in this in this team. My hold look, I've got two holds, and I'm pretty sure you don't have either of them as yours. So I've got Little Puppy. Yep. Is that who you said? Nope. No, beauty. Little Puffy was my first hold. Just if you've held on to him, held on to him for this long, he's due back at this stage next round. Uh sixteen. Yeah, next round. Um so I think that you've held him held on to him for long enough, you may as well hold him for a little bit longer. And same with Josh Schuster was my other hold. If you've held on to him for this long, you may as well hold him for another round. Um, Schuster also plays the next buy round and Puffy's a long term keeper. So um uh, and as I said in the last pod, Puffy I don't think is gonna slot into an origin squad. Um just because I look out for his uh, his health and why um, change up a winning formula. So um, my holds and my sell. And look, I don't actually remember who your sell was, but Dane Laurie was my sell. Uh, Going to hemorrhage cash, and now's the time to do it. I think a lot of teams have full strength teams this week. Uh, I certainly do. So he's someone that I'd be looking at um, cashing out to someone who's going to play the round um, seventeen by. Um, yeah, round seven in buy round. And that's um, then my buy hold sells. What have you got? Excellent. Just um, just touching on your hold in uh, Pappenhausen there. Mm. Um, cheeky break even of 105 for the next game. Um, uh, not too worried. He, he's, he's been someone who, like, yeah, let's say he comes out, scores an 80. He's going to lose heavy cat. He's going to lose a bit of money. But, you know, he's been so good at the start of the year that um, I think he's too good not to have. He's got oh, one of the top three, one of the top three being a fullback. So, yeah, great if you don't have him. But, you know, I could see him making, you know, leveling out his break even um, in two or three games. So I wouldn't be too, wouldn't be too yeah, worried yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I just think it's very interesting that it's so high. He's just going that well. And um, that concussion obviously just set him back. Oh, he's got um, digits in that game against the Dragons, unfortunately, because he got um, clocked so early. So, um, yeah, that was something you hate to see. But otherwise, he's going to be a weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my buy hold sell. So I have uh, Sean Johnson as my buy this week, coming off the back of that seventy 
Um, last week, his break-even um, or his prices are, you know, just going to keep going up now. So I think um, aiming, you know, targeting that round 17 buy round, um, Sean Johnston's a good player to have and could be a season-long keeper depending on his form. And if Chad Townsend comes back in the squad, which I think at this stage, he's probably not coming back into this squad just for the fact that he's not going to be at the club next year. They're probably looking more long-term and they don't know what they're going to do with Moylan and Johnson yet. So um, he's looking like a pretty good option in the halves. My hold is Connor Watson. I think now that he's moved back um, to that utility role on the bench, he'll go back to playing in the middle for his 45-50 minute stint and hopefully scoring around that 45-50 mark as well, which is going to be good for um, his form. I think he plays better along the middle there as well. And my sell this week is still Sam Walker. Um, I don't know why he's still in 27% of teams. He hasn't scored well for the last couple of rounds. Yes, he's when he first came in, he was scoring huge scores, but recently teams just know that he's so small that they're targeting him. So he's missing tackles. Uh, like he's missing six to seven tackles a game. You can't keep that kind of um, player in your team when they're just, um, you know, conceding that many points. Yes, he's a good player, but um, fantasy wise, um, he's going to keep hemorrhaging um, cash from now on just because um, teams are going to keep targeting him. I agree with all that you've just said there as well. Um, just touching on Connor Watson. Um I could also see, I, I do agree with your hold. Um, I'm in the whole boat, but I could also see him as a sell as well if you wanted to, if he was someone that you target. Like if you've got, you know, all your origin players coming back in for this round, your team looks, you know, good. Um, and he sort of teeters on the edge of your um, of your scoring reserves. Um, you know, he's someone you look to loop or I, I don't mind a, a cheeky sell there and bring in, if you've got a bit of cash, upgrade him to someone who's going to be a gun and um, for the run home. Um yeah. Especially, he could lose a bit of cash here. Um, you know, it's all a bit of, you know, he could do this and he could do that. You know, he could come out and score 50s, but he could also be good for a couple of 30-point scores. So um, yeah, I, don't wouldn't mind be, that. I wouldn't be mad selling him. I wouldn't be mad holding him either. He's sort of, you know... It depends on the. It depends on your team, right? If you need to make up some points and Connor Watson's kind of sitting in the emergencies, taking up 600k of cap space that so you could sell him off and get a, you know, a, a gun kind of player that's going to score you a bunch of points, then yeah, by all means... Um, sell him, but if you, you know, you just need a, a player to play and um, even thinking about next round, if some of the Origin stars are rested for um, game two, then yeah, he's a good player to have, but yeah, it depends on the, the your team. Um, I'd say you're right there. Um, and also another notable sell is Bradman Best, um, another surgery on his other ankle, um, another syndesmosis, so yeah, He's a he's a sell and probably not looking like he's going to have the best uh, end to his uh, year this year either. Unfortunately for him. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Big fan of the show. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a gun, eh? He's so good when he's in form. Bradman Best. Uh, when he first started, he was breaking tackles left and right, and then. Yeah, well, even like yeah. start of last game, I was saying this too. I think off um, <laughs> off air, he was. I think he scored what thirty one points in forty two minutes or something like that. Yeah. And um, he was getting early ball. And he looked good. Looked so dangerous. Um, and I think he was starting to find his foot, his feeding, his feet. Jesus, his footing feeding. a little yeah, bit. Like <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> Sam, cut that, please. Um, yeah, <laughs> finding a bit of his footing there. Um, and was looking good. So. And they've finally got all their weapons back where he might be able to link up on the end of a KP um, or a Mitchell Pierce ball that um, could run him in for a few tries. So unfortunate for him, but looking forward to him coming back end of year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, that's it for another TLT, Lockie. Uh, all yeah. done and dusted. Beauty. Been a good one. Thanks, mate. Yeah, love that. Uh, talk to you for the review. Looking forward to it. See you, mate. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. 
look out for our round 16 review coming Monday.